Welcome to Piloting the Pilots, the podcast where two ambivalent TV viewers watch television pilots and let you know which shows soar to the highest heights of the small screen or crash and burn. Today we watched The Strain. The Strain. My name is Aaron. With me as always is my strainful husband, Cameron. You cause a lot of strain. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) How is everyone doing today? We hope you're all doing good. Yes. I hope everyone's doing good. Yes. Yeah. And I hope you all watch The Strain. (laughs) Maybe not. I don't really think they should watch it. Wait, well, that's it. That's well, it. That's, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. And this has been your one minute rabbit talk. Bye. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, but uh, how are you doing? How are you holding up? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. How's the strain of self-quarantine? And not great. Not great. <laughs> how about you, honey? I'm holding up. Yeah. Day yeah. by day. How's the strain of quarantine? <laughs> Did you just get that? Yeah. No. No, I got it. I got uh, it. Uh? See, this is why I'm not doing great, guys. This is it in action right here. <laughs> Although, I have awesome. gotten sucked into playing Bioshock Infinite Collection. Yeah, and you love it. I love it. It's an amazing game. I got it for free as a PS Plus member. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was, maybe it was a February free game. Or January. Uh, I don't, it was one of those yeah, two earlier months. I think it was the last month. No, last month was March, and that one was Shadow of the Colossus. I oh, think. that's right. Yeah, so it had to be yeah. like two months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's great. I'm having a great time killing people. You highly recommend it. I highly recommend it, yeah. All right. I don't even like first-person shooters, but I love this one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that's been helpful. Yeah. 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 How about you, honey? What's been getting you through it? Listening uh, to The Strain, uh, as read by Ron Perlman. As read by Ron Monotone Perlman. <laughs> Love the guy, but he's not the best narrator I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to The Strain. I did not quite make it through. I promised everyone mm-hmm. I would make it. I, I think I'm like right at the end. Yeah. Though, but didn't quite make it. But, you know, it doesn't really affect what we're doing here today nope. because I've read at least as far as the, the beginning sh- the show covered. <laughs> so and I, I really wanted to do that because it's a kind of different take on this to have like mm-hmm. read the source material and then right. see the adaptation and see how they, they mesh. Now mm-hmm. I'm afraid a lot of my notes are going to be like well in, in the, the book, book. <laughs> <laughs> so. me too as well. So we'll go into the uh, show yeah. synopsis here really quick. A mysterious viral outbreak with hallmarks of an ancient and evil strain of vampirism mm. ravages the city of New York. Yeah, 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 that, that's it right there, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. 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 Okay, in this particular episode, the uh-huh. pilot, 
Did it have a title? I don't even think it was. I don't think it was. I think it was just 0101. Yeah, okay. When a commercial airliner lands and stands silent, CDC agent Ephraim. Now, is it Ephraim or Ephraim? It's Ephraim. Okay, because like some people were calling him Ephraim, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Okay. Ephraim (laughs) Goodweather investigates the plan to find that the passengers are infected by a vile plague. No, that's not it. He finds that they were infected by worms. By worms. And yeah. he finds it very quickly. And he finds the worms very quickly. Relatively quickly. You they know, figure this out. I was hoping there would be more of a lengthy outbreak type thing that happened. They but this just like jumped right into it. It's like, hey, set an onset vampirism. And they're like, okay. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It takes forever in the book to figure out it's vampires, there's first like, of all. There's like a three-day period. The book covers, mm-hmm. I think, like four or five days. Like yeah. the first four or five days. Mm-hmm. And it's like not until like the third day that things start really kind of going off the rails. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But until then, it's re- it's a lot creepier. This show was nowhere near as creepy. It no. was stupid and it was... um. <laughs> Well, you know, it was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It it lacked the uh, subtle nuances of the book. Okay. The book that kept me awake at night because it was so scary. Yeah, because, like, I fell asleep. (laughs) I I fell asleep listening to it because we have it on Audible. I fell asleep listening to it, and I had some of the most bonkers... (laughs) scary dreams I've ever had and I had to actually go back and re-listen like I went back like a couple hours or an hour Mm -hmm. and a half or something because I wasn't sure what was my dream and what was the book yeah so I had to actually and like my dream was about a vampire cat okay it it scuttled on the ceiling so I'm pretty sure it wasn't in the book, right. but I was like, right. I should probably confirm you that the, check. the vampire cat is not a part of this. Yes, so. yeah. So let's see who was starring in this horrible piece of garbage. <laughs> okay, let's see this thing. <laughs> First, we have uh, Corey Stoll as CDC agent Ephraim Goodweather. Uh, he was in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. He's in Midnight in Paris. And the number 23, the Jim Carrey movie, number 23, mm-hmm. which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, I've never seen it. He, I, <laughs> I Part of me is like, we should fix that. And part of me is like... I don't want to wish this on you. You're better yeah. off probably not seeing it. Okay. But if you like bad movies, mm-hmm. it's a really good bad movie. Uh, it's insane. Does it have monsters in it? Uh... Jim Carrey is a monster in it. Like, a legit shark to put some monster. No, no, no. Oh, no, then no. forget the, the it. Monsters. The only good bad movies I love watching either have Casper Van Dien in them or monsters. The monster in the movie is literally the integer 23. The number 23? Yeah. That's the name of Like, the he sees it on street signs and stuff? He starts seeing it everywhere. And it, it starts being like uh-huh. this, like, he thinks it's like communicating something to him. Like, in everything he does okay. is like... The 23. Does he lock the door 23 times? No, it's not like a obsessive compulsive thing, but like he'll read a sentence and be like, there's 23 sentences or 23 words in that sentence. or That is a long sentence. Or, or it'll be like, or it'll be like a 46 word paragraph. And he's like 46 divided by two is 23. Oh my God. Like it get, yeah. It just, and it gets like crazy, crazy. So. Um, Sounds amazing. <laughs> It is. <laughs> David Bradley uh, stars as Abraham Satrakian. 
they they make fun of the even the police the, officer can't pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was the one word I was like really worried about going yeah. into this because I was like they even make fun of him in the book like they're yeah. like nobody can say it and then I'm like I'm gonna do it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know him from movies like Hot Fuzz and Argus Filch mm. from the Harry Potter films. Yeah, and this time he's playing a hero. About yeah. time he always plays a skeezy loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a badass. Yeah, he's he's a badass. He's this. got like one yeah. moment where he's really cool. Then we have Mia Maestro as Nora Martinez. She was in The Motorcycle Diaries, mm-hmm. and she was in Twilight Breaking Dawn. Oh, yeah. I don't recall She her. was a vampire. A vampire? A vampire. Oh, she typecast? Yes. <laughs> she was uh, one of those sexy ones that came in. Oh, like one of the ones that didn't really have anything yeah, to do with really anything. Yeah, they don't really have anything to do with One anything. of the ones where you're watching the movie, and you're like, I bet this is fleshed out in the book. And then you read the book, and you're it's like, like no, no, it's not. <laughs> 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 it really does happen like this. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, and then we had two surprise people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First of all, I'm going to say Sean Astin. I did not even know. Yeah. IMDb did not prepare me for Mm-mm. Mr. Astin showing up here. That was mind-blowing. And then when he introduced himself, I was like, oh, no, not that guy. We know what he does. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, of course, Jonathan Hyde. Yeah, a recurring uh, <laughs> actor in this podcast. Yeah, he is in Anaconda, which I had actually forgotten. I love him in Anaconda. Uh, he was in The Mummy. I loved him in The Mummy. And he is in The Curse of King Tut's Tomb. I loved him <laughs> in The Curse of King Tut's Tomb. So that was fun. That was great. This... And guess what? He was not an Egyptologist vampire in this. He Almost, though. He's he still came an antiquarian. so close to being an Egyptologist. <laughs> Or he appears to be an antiquarian anyway, <laughs> with his like naked busts of people. <laughs> so weird. This was released July thirteenth, two thousand and fifteen, which was almost a year to the day that Sharktopus came out. And mm. I did not know the singer uh, OMI right. uh, last year, but I know Iggy Azalea and oh, Fancy, yeah. so I'm not as old as I thought I was. Well, there so you I'm go. Still, I'm still pretty cool, kids. How are you? <laughs> really cool. Yeah, sure. And the number one movie was Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember. Wait, is Dawn? Okay. Is mm. there's is there Dawn and there's Rise of the Planet of the right, Apes, right? Right, right. Which one comes first? John. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I, and, you know, like there's links on these things. I could have probably clicked it and figured it out. But I always get them confused, too. I'm like, whichever one is before the apes take over. <laughs> the first one <laughs> the, is good. The one with Malfoy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was good. Okay, so we went into the strain. We actually kind of knew what we were getting exactly. into a little bit. We did. read the book. Mm-hmm. But did you have any expectations for the show? I did. I was expecting to see boobs. Okay. Uh, because of the musician guy who's like always talking about well, sex. There is this was rated mature. It's yes, FX. it came in as TVMA, so I was like, okay, came well, in hot with that TVMA. I'm, I'm gonna be seeing boobs, and then I really wanted to see the the worm parasites, the right. parasitic worms, uh-huh. and they definitely show a lot of those. In fact, too many. Too many. I was only expecting to see one. Right. And that was one traveling through the bloodstream as soon as, like, somebody was bitten. Right. That's what I was expecting to see. Well, but I, this had them crawling everywhere, everywhere like nightcrawlers or like something. Everywhere. Like, he just finds them off the ground. He's like, oh, here's one. Yeah, oh, here's one in a, in a steel in, airplane. In, in an airplane, a huge airplane, and he finds one. Like, yeah, like, in, easily. like, the, the wheel like, oh, locks or something. Yeah. 
And I was like, well, this is stupid. They're everywhere. And then even Van Helsing type guy, Strakian or whatever. Uh-huh. Filch. Filch. It's called Filch. He has this heart in his office that right. is covered in worms. Right. Which is in the book. Uh, yeah, but I must have slept through that part. Because, you know, I listen to this while I'm sleeping. Right, right. So <laughs> to get them cool, lucid dreams. Cool, lucid dreams. <laughs> no, it's because I usually wake up at like 1 2 o'clock, and I'm just bored out of my mind. Yeah, exactly. So it's nice to have a book going. You know, that back in um, olden days, they used to do that all the time. You weren't meant to sleep through the night. Oh, yeah? You would wake yeah. up, read, go back to sleep. It was like a... Yeah kind of a cycle you would go through. Okay, well, that's clearly my cycle. Right. Because for a few hours, I'm just up listening to books. Right. Just yeah. laying there, bored. <laughs> bored. So it was nice <laughs> to listen to The Strain. Right. Because it was scary in this middle part. Where right. I was always, I was always at that middle part yeah. during that time of mm-hmm. night. Yeah, yeah. And that maid scene is so terrifying. Well, we haven't seen the maid. No, uh, she doesn't come into this pilot episode. No. But... Everything having to do with her in the book is absolutely scary. Right. Yeah. I. Well, the heart thing, was it a good choice or a bad choice that he spoke to it like it was Yorick's skull? I think it was a bad choice. I didn't like it. Because why would he still have it? He I'm hates these it, vampires. I'm assuming it's the heart of like a loved one. Oh, well, yeah. Because he calls it deer or whatever. Yeah. And if that happens in the book, it is not made apparent. No, it is not. It is very just like a scientific mm-hmm. thing he's got there yep. that he uses to prove that vampires exist. Mm-hmm. And this one, it was like, it's one of those choices that the show made that I did not agree with. Yeah. Well, what's weird about it, too, is that the writers of the book also wrote and directed this. So I was like, why is this so wildly different? Right. And it was written by Guillermo del Toro and, and Chuck, Chuck Hogan. H- Chuck Hogan? Hogan or oh, Hugan? I wanted to call him Houston. I was Hogan. I think it's Hogan. Chuck Hogan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> I know you're listening and you're like, well, <laughs> well come on, guys. Because the, the, the book right. to me was really terrifying and I loved how slow it took with this outbreak. There was, a, there was definitely more of a slow burn to yes, it. Yes, it was. But yeah, so for me, I expected it to be a GDT jam, Mm. you know. Uh, I was expecting it to be stunning on both a visual and visceral level. Mm. I think I'm going to be creeped out and might actually scream. Mm -hmm. This is what I said. Mm -hmm. Uh, It did not happen. No. I did not scream. No. I was hoping for jump scares, too. I didn't get any. And I'm afraid that the book being adapted for television may slow its momentum. No. In fact, it just jumped right into it. Yeah. It was the total opposite, which was weird. Which was really weird. But one of the expectations, things that I did actually want, was to see a twitching finger on a dead person. And you got that. And I got that. So that's great. What else do you need, right? What else do I need? Yeah. Want to learn a little bit about parasites? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a parasite facts, facts before we get into the movie. All right. I don't know how to say any of these words. Okay. Excellent. Keep trying, S- honey. <laughs> Samothoa. Samothoa. <laughs> Samothoa. I can just keep saying it the same way. Like, yeah, I'm just change. <laughs> like magically, my, my tongue is going to be like, this is it? <laughs> Samothoa exjua? Exjua? Uh, it's an isopod that enters the gills of a red snapper. Ew, so don't eat that fish. Right. Well, and this is what happens. Is oh, they no. fish these things up. Oh, God. And they open up the mouth. Mm. And where the tongue of the fish should have been. It's now a worm. It's a big isopod. Ew. And what it does is it swims into their gills and much like a vampire. Okay. Sucks the blood out of the fish's tongue until it becomes a dried shriveled husk. And like kind of like an umbilical cord. Yeah. Like it eventually just... Falls off. off. And then the isopod becomes the red snapper's tongue. Yeah. And like 
So when the fish eats stuff, uh-huh. it gets food too. It's really creepy. If you've ever seen that it, is gross. You should look it up online. It is like the creepiest thing ever. Cause it, that is gross. It's like you open it up and it's just like this horror show inside this fish's mouth. Ew. <laughs> okay. Mm. okay. Kendiru. Kendiru? Why am I giving it this? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's layer to it. Kendiru. Kendiru. Kandaru. 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 Kandaru is a tiny catfish. That is also attracted to other fish via their gills. So much like okay, the Okay, okay. So they really love gills. They, well, I guess it's really good, convenient opening. Yeah. And it's like warm. And also, <laughs> it secretes ammonia, kind of like a urine right. smell. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when humans are swimming in here, we also have orifices that smell to little fish as urine. And so what the fish does is he swims up your urethra. Mm. Lodges his spikes like Wolverine, latches on, and he gets stuck in there. And you actually have to go through a very painful surgery to have that removed. My God! But you know, you can't actually protect yourself by covering your pee hole, Mm -hmm. because what they will do if that's not available is swim up your anus, (laughs) burrow through your bladder. Now, are these guys found in lakes and ponds? They are found specifically in Peru, I believe. Oh, excellent. Let's never go to Peru. (laughs) You know, you never know. We might want to go to Peru. Just go swimming in Peru. Nope, not going. Nope. Oh, here's another good word. Mm. (laughs) I'm doing, I'm bang up job with these words You're doing great, honey. Leucochloridium paradoxum. Well, it's chloridium. So, leucococloridium, paradoxical. Well, F you. We've well, been saying these words the whole well, time. Well, no, no, I just know chloridium. Where do you know chloridium from? It's just, it's an easy word. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's like chlorine. Okay, chloridium. Okay, yeah. And chlamydia combined. <laughs> Leucococloridium uh, paradoxum. It is a type of poop-dwelling parasite. Huh. Likes to swim in the poop. Okay. But what it really wants to do... Hmm is eat a bird from the insides. But it hangs out in poop? Exactly, and birds aren't known for eating poop. Yeah. So what are known for eating poop are snails. Okay. So what the snail does is it eats the poop, Uh eats the parasite. The parasite then grows inside of the snail, Mm. becoming one with the snail, and eventually overtaking the snail's brain. Okay. And then it pokes its, I don't know, limbs or whatever, whatever a parasite has into the eye stalks of the snail, making the snail's eye stalks now look like caterpillars. Now, with full control over the snail, it takes the snail out into, like, dangerous bird territory. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Wagging itself from the eye stalks. So the birds look down and say, hey, there's a dumb caterpillar in the middle of my bird territory. I'm going to go eat it. So it rips the eye stalk out of the snail, eats it, and now he's happily inside of the bird where he wanted to be to begin with. And what does he do with the bird? He eats the insides of the bird until the bird poops it out again and the cycle continues. This is the this is the circle of life. Wow, Simba. and where does this happen? Everywhere. This happens right next door. Oh, that's not cool, bro. <laughs> happens, wait, isn't that terrifying? Because like if if there's parasites capable of taking over and this is not the only parasite capable well, of like clearly, yeah. there's like zombie ants and stuff yeah. like that this happens to. Like this could theoretically happen to like humans, right? Like Well, no, and here's why I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We ha- 
despite <laughs> evidence to the contrary, right. we have very complicated brain systems right. and nervous systems mm-hmm. and synapses. You're looking at simpler brains, right. which I think would be easier to take over. More complicated brains, uh, I think there's less of a chance there. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe if properly adapted, but it would have to be uh, a really potent parasite. I mean, like I, mean, I just, I'm not, I'm not really seeing that it would be able to transfer over as well. Like certain colds and flus only stay within animals; they can't be transferred to humans right. because we do have those different systems, right? And structures. We may be mammals, we may be animals mm-hmm. uh, to a certain point, but after that, we get very specific mm-hmm. when it comes to DNA. So right. I don't, I don't think it would be the same. I don't think you would be able to do something like that. I agree with you. Okay. Okay. Just because our systems are too complicated. Okay. So here we go. Let's talk about the strain. Yeah. Oh, right. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, not just right. Like, oh, not just like parasites. I, yeah, we, yeah. Well, in our beliefs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My lack of scientific basis. <laughs> so, this so, is just what I believe, yeah. So, what did you like about the show? Did you like anything about it? Did, or did you. You hate it from top to bottom. Like, where where do you fall okay. on the show? Okay, when it first started with everybody on the plane, mm. I absolutely loved the flight attendant talking to See, that Bolivar guy. Well, yeah, okay. Because she was... He's like he was, Man- Marilyn Manson. Yeah, he was being a, an idiot. And he's like, in the same way that cops say sir to me, but what they really mean is a-hole. And then she's like, just put your recorder away, sir. And clearly she was calling him an a-hole. With the use of the word "sir," yeah. and I thought, "Oh, that's clever." Yeah, I like. Oh my god! And then, and then when she walked into the back room, then all heck broke loose, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, they're dummies." <laughs> she like, "Okay, Boulevard in the book." Yeah, here we go. We're already starting. Already, Boulevard in the book is terrible. Like, oh, he's the worst. Like they have like different people. There's still four survivors, mm-hmm. but. He is specifically like the worst. He, like, yeah. he has the least interesting storyline yep, out yep. of all he's of them. He's boring. He's horrid. I hate this guy. And the and the the show did not do him any favors. They made him no. even worse if possible. <laughs> and he's the type of rock musician who apparently listens to his own music so he can show people like yeah. this is me. Yeah, he like, had a cover of himself <laughs> being like, "Yeah, look who I am." Yeah, I was like, "Ew." And that was like his whole speech there. That was one of those lines, the 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 sir asshole thing. Yeah. I like that, okay, but the whole line there mm-hmm. where he's going on and on, mm-hmm. I thought was just terrible writing. <laughs> where he's like, it's just like when cops say vehicle instead of car. Like, get out of your vehicle instead of your car. I'm like, well, who talks like that? Like, Yeah, yeah. this is... <sighs> like, I, it seemed like such a nitpicky thing for yeah. someone to be like, this is this is my, <laughs> this it's is like my white expect, whale. You expect Seinfeld <laughs> to pop up any minute. Why are they called vehicles? <laughs> <laughs> Can they not see it's a car? <laughs> Except he would make it funny. <laughs> Boulevard does not make it funny. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of lame. Yeah. The other thing I didn't like concerning the beginning of this show, mm-hmm. in the book. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe we shouldn't have read the book first. <laughs> I, I was having doubts. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have read the book first. Yeah. Maybe I should have read the book second. I don't know. Well. No. The book is great. Okay, so what happens in the book mm-hmm. is you don't even see inside of this airplane at all. Okay. It actually starts off with a flashback of Satrakian or Filch mm. when he's a kid and 
he grew up. I thought it was. I didn't think it was Armenia. They didn't show yeah. it was Armenia. I didn't think it was Armenia. But wherever he's from, there was uh, persecution mm-hmm. uh, of Jewish people it was mm-hmm. during World War II. Yeah. They were afraid of getting put into uh, concentration, concentration camps. camps. And uh, there was a vampire. Yeah. Because it wasn't horrific enough. So we had to <laughs> put something else in there. That's how it starts. And then it begins with just this plane showing up mm-hmm. dead. Like there's no lights on it. Mm-hmm. There's all the window shades are down and like... It's a, just a tarmac person. Yeah. Like, who discovers it first. He's like the first okay. on the scene. And this actually shows you on the inside so of the So, not an actual ATC uh, employee. No. It out. Okay. Yeah. So, like, okay, here's my problem with it. Mm. Because when they discover the bodies, and they keep this for, from the show, from the book, but it doesn't make sense. Okay. Because we've seen inside of the fuselage. Right. When they find the bodies, they're like, oh, they all died peacefully. Mm-hmm. They all died quietly. Mm-hmm. But then when you see the inside, you see this huge 10-foot monster break through metal. Right. Everybody's screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and like I'm like, so he killed these people and then put them back quietly in their chairs? Right. Yeah, that didn't make sense. They're supposed to have died peacefully. Yeah. And clearly they didn't because they've now shown this weird monster thing. There's like shrouded like yeah. dark, which that, that shroud looks He's... very undifficult to walk around in. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have that one scene of him running away and he's like woohoo! Oh, I don't even know. Oh I my god. I can't even handle that scene. It was worth watching just for that. I don't even know how to describe what he was doing. I was laughing so hard. It was straight up and that's Muppets. maybe what halfway through the that's episode. That's about halfway through. When he does that, I was like, "This is stupid. This is so stupid." So I, I think, <laughs> but I think showing the plane in the insides and showing him burst out and right. everyone screaming mm-hmm. and then have everyone die peacefully and doesn't quietly make sense. doesn't make sense, and it lessens the mystery of yes. the whole thing. It's scarier to me Not to knowing. be like. This plane has landed. Everybody's dead. They appear right. to have died peacefully, right. quote unquote, like painlessly is what he said. It says. landed and it's ice cold as if the engines haven't been working at all. And how does that work? How does a vampire make a engine cold? Well, remember, the they, they, they like hot. live in like freezing cold temperatures. Okay. So they thrive in that freezing cold. So maybe he... I How does he make the plane cold, though? I don't know. I don't know. And that adds to the mystery. Yeah, but yeah. not a very compelling mystery no, to me. No, really. Like, I like the... The slow burn, the, the yeah. mystery of, like, how do these people die? This is mm-hmm. so weird. It's just like they sat here and let themselves die. Exactly. And at that point, they haven't found any of the marks or yeah. anything like that. So they're just like, whatever. Yeah, but then they pull out this UV thing and they can see, like, piss everywhere or something. And that's not in the book. <laughs> and that doesn't make sense because, like, you would think it's blood. Yeah. Like, his blood. I'm like, was he gushing blood? Every, like, what, what is that? No, because it was, like, ammonia and you could only see it with a UV light. So he's, like, slimy. But not because you can't see it with a naked eye. Yeah. So I was like, is that just his stench? Yeah, I That don't... is everywhere. He just smells like ammonia. I guess. So he smells like hat pee. Yeah, see, the way, the way I visualized it mm-hmm. is, is, again, in the book, <laughs> Filch <laughs> is talking about how uh, he would come into the camp every night and feed on the people one by one. Right. And he would, like, lie awake, terrified because he was a kid at the yeah. time, watching this thing feed quietly on people. Mm-hmm. And nobody would believe him that That's this something was happening was coming because in and feeding. Yeah. it just looks like people are dying because of maltreatment. Yeah. I saw it as, like, he was sneaking out on the plane and mm-hmm. quietly killing people. Well, that's a different vampire, though. 
Okay. The one that Filch sees is Jonathan Hyde. No, 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 no. Yes, it is. No, the guy in the cab. That's why he knows about the coffin. No, that's the big giant guy. Jonathan Hyde isn't even a vampire. Spoiler alert. What? That's why he's on dialysis. Vampires don't need dialysis. I thought he was using it for something else. No, he's the the human-like. He's like the Renfield. Okay. If Renfield was like a CEO of a place called Stoneheart. <laughs> okay, okay. Everything, so what has, is to, his everything has to be right on the I nose. missed a lot in this book while sleeping, clearly. <laughs> um, he's not even really in the book, that character. Really? Because he, he plays a huge role in this. Yeah, yeah, he plays a much bigger role in the show than yeah. he does in the book. I mean, like, the books are also a trilogy, so I'm assuming he'll probably come in more oh, okay. later on. But, like, yeah, in the book, he has a couple scenes, not hmm. too much. Yeah, okay. it's kind of weird how yeah. they positioned him. And I don't remember Stoneheart. Industries. industries. Maybe that comes in in book two or book three. Maybe, again. I'm not interested in reading the rest of the books, though. Oh, because you when they really started coming out with them being vampires, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm bored now. Right. I really liked the, the parasitic outbreak of it all. Uh-huh. That was terrifying and yeah. scary and new for me. Yeah. But once they're all like, yeah, now we're talking vampires instead of these bloated, gross, mm-hmm. pussy things yeah. that just can't control themselves. Right. Then I was like, I'm done. Right. I really like them gross. <laughs> well, and that's one thing I do think this show did pretty well was the CDC mm-hmm. aspect. Those were the more interesting. Maybe it's just the times we're living in, folks. I don't know. The CDC aspects were more interesting. Where, where Ephraim kind of throws down at one point. He's like, how many times you touch yourself in the face Oh, my God. Day? That was so relatable right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you touch it like 20 times a minute. You touch another yeah. person every 20 minutes. You do yeah. this and that. He's like, that's how pandemics start and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, talk yeah. to me, bro. Yeah, that's how it talk happens. Talk to me, bro. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. <laughs> can't ever... like, Screw this whole vampire crap. How are you going to fix the real outbreak? <laughs> yeah, like, so that was for me right now yeah. like the most interesting thing. But they don't make him a very likable character. Well, and apparently, too, he cheated on his wife. And, okay, in the book. <laughs> in the book, they do a much better job. This is going to be my other catchphrase. Much better job of the, he was separated from his wife for a while. Okay. And that he didn't do anything with Nora until after they were divorced. Ah. And okay. in this, they pushed that into he slept with Nora while they were still married, which kind of makes Nora not great either. No, really. it does not because make she's her still, great, Because like, no. she's still, like, all into him. Yeah. Clearly, which I kind of wasn't really jazzed no. about. And he's all like, but I want to get back together with yeah, my wife. He's, like, bitching to and her And I'm like, but you what? cheated on her. You cheated with, you're bitching to the person you cheated with. That but, I want to get back together yeah. with my wife. It made more sense to me. It was nicer in the book to have more separation there. Yes. That way I'm not resistant to Nora and Ephraim yeah. being a couple. Agreed. I was way more resistant in this because mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, God. I was like, this is not kosher. This yeah. is not professional. You can't do this. And then it made Nora look weaker. Yeah. Because it made her throwing herself at a guy yes. she knew had a wife and kid. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to say throw herself at because she is not subtle about Oh, she's super desperate. She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's kind of gross. And, like, he's a big nerd. <laughs> he's a big nerd. <laughs> Who throws themselves at big nerds? <laughs> <laughs> you, I guess. <laughs> Me, I guess. <laughs> no, but. So I wasn't, like, super stoked with that. Okay. So I think it made his character. I. I don't mind having flaws in my characters. I don't even mind, like, if that's, like, a part of it. But mm-hmm. the way they 
squished it together for the show yeah. was bad for him as yes, a character. Yes, yeah. They, they didn't really make the characters likable at all. Likable, yeah. At I mean, all. Like any right. of them. Yeah, because... Any of them. I didn't like any of them. Because Gus in the book... Now, we had differed. We did talk a little... Yeah. Sorry, folks. We talked while we were watching the show. We <laughs> because I Gus. was upset that they were making Gus even more sympathetic. You were upset that they were making him sympathetic? Yeah. See, I thought he was more sympathetic in the book. See, I did too. Okay. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, to okay. me, he was perfectly sympathetic enough in the book. In... This time, they were like, no, let's hammer it down. You're supposed yeah. to be on his side. Yeah, yes. It, it didn't trust you. Yeah. Maybe it, it, it was accounting for the racism in some people watching the show. It's like, we, like maybe people just won't like him because he's Hispanic. Wow, that <laughs> lack I, I, of faith in people. Hey. <laughs> it's true. Welcome to 2020. Right. <laughs> but I mean, like, because in the book, he's just 18. Yes. He's like a child. Yes, he is. He's just gotten out of juvie, mm-hmm. and he's trying to sort of put his life back together. Yes, and he needs this money in order to start doing that. In this, they make him kind of a dick yeah they already like not only do they do that but then they also are like okay and hey once you do this job we're gonna fix your mom's immigrant and we're gonna expunge your brother's criminal record and we're gonna do all this other stuff and you're like oh well that gives him motive to do this whereas in the book it was just money really it's just money really but you understand why he wants that money but by doing like that like Mm -hmm. okay so in the in the book and the movie he is hired because and I haven't figured out all of the science going on in here. Like, <laughs> there's and that's science a, and there's in a this? weird and there's a <laughs> I understand like when they were writing this, they wanted to make it realistic. Like what if a vampire mm-hmm. curse or whatever was yeah. real? They wanted yeah. to make it scientific. That's why CDC's here. Yeah. But it keeps bumping heads with the fantasy elements yeah. of it in a way that I don't understand or they haven't adequately explained. Well, now I understand the soil bit. These are parasitic worms. Right. So I they've kind of compared so they've the kind of like mixed them with night crawlers a bit. Right. You know, or earthworms. Whatever. And they're you adorable call them. when they latch onto you. <laughs> when that when the not the initial one that comes out of his mouth, but when it went in in like a little tiny one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh that's cute. It's like a little sperm go going in there. <laughs> but Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sperms are cute. Yeah. Okay. On the record. <laughs> they do like to wiggle. <laughs> I just like I just like things that wiggle. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but no, I, I'm okay with the soil bit. But like crossing, uh, moving water. That's why they hire Gus to drive it out of the city because he oh, has to pass over a river. Okay, why? Exactly. I don't okay. know. I don't know why. Like, where's are the worms uh, scared of drowning? Because that can't be. Because Filch keeps a heart in a jug of in water. water, and they're fine. They and thrive. they're fine. They're thriving just fine. So no, because like I understand it from like a a mythological standpoint. It's like whatever arbitrary rules you yeah. want to come up with. Who gives a crap? Yeah, but this is a parasite doing this. Yeah. So why you're almost expecting like. He has to invite, I almost, the one guy I thought was going to have to invite his daughter in. I'm like, why do the friggin' parasites care? (laughs) It doesn't happen. But I mean, like, I guess we just watched Dracula and that's why it was in my mind. But like, so that's why they hire Gus. So in the Uh book, they hire this kid to move this truck and they're like, we're going to give you $550. You got to drive it out of the city. And that's the way to get it over the river. He just has to have somebody take him, transport him over moving water. Right. But he knows nothing about what he's transporting or why. Mm-hmm. They're just like, do it. And he's like, it's a cool 500 bucks for me. Right. Whatever. And, like, that makes sense to me for an 18-year-old yeah. kid. Now we got an adult kid. 
Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And then he starts walking away and they're like, we can like, you know, yeah. fix your mother's immigration status and mm-hmm. we can do this. And I'm like, and the guy's like, and it's not a stolen truck. So no. you're not going to get arrested for stealing a truck. Yeah. So it's like. Okay, what kind of bad crap are you moving here then? Yeah. Like, that makes sense. And in the book, though, he does think about it. He's like, what is back there? But he freaks out almost after the fact. He's like, there's something weird about this. Exactly. And I don't like it, but, like, you kind of understand where he's coming from. With this, he's, like, going into the foreknowledge, it's like, oh, no, you just got to move this package from here to here. Right. And if you do that, we're going to do these amazing things for your family. I'm like, if you're willing to do that for me— then there's a reason why you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, there's there's something not right here. Yeah. yeah, and then there's no reason why they can't just get one of their own guys to do it. Why are they hiring some kid I off the know. street to do well, it? Well, because well, he's an adult in the in show, the which TV I think show, hurts it. In the TV show, <laughs> they have said that they worked with him before. Okay. But now what they did with him, who knows? Yeah. I don't even know. What was the, yeah, what were they doing with him before? Yeah, it's like, you're moving more coffins? <laughs> like, what you doing, bro? What is, like, a vampire industry's need <laughs> with a street thug? <laughs> but again, I think making him, aging him up like they did in the show hurts his character. He looks yeah. much kind of dumber. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like, I understand an 18-year-old kid mm-hmm. doing dumb things sometimes. Yeah, because they're 18. And then when he does something heroic, you're like, wow, that kid's yeah. cool. And then he gets arrested. For doing the heroic, heroic thing. thing. He's doing a good yeah. thing. Oh, I loved it in the book. I thought it was great. But in the TV show, they just... They're trying to it, make him so much more sympathetic, and I'm like, but by doing that, yeah, you're making him less sympathetic. You're making him less of a real character. Yeah, like people just do dumb things mm-hmm. in terms of like wanting to nail down the racism and the cultural and right. societal things. I think it works better in the show where he does something good and gets arrested for it. Yeah, works and better it, in the book. You mean? It's, yeah, it works yeah, yeah. better in the book. Yeah, and like, and also that's how that's a good way to get him into jail mm-hmm. to meet. Filch. Filch. Yeah. He does not do that in the, the no. show. I also had a problem with the way Filch was arrested. Yes. Okay, so at, at this point in the show, Filch has seen on TV, and I don't, in the book doesn't really make it clear either how he just is like, this is a vampire. He just knows. But He just knows. He just knows. He just knows. Maybe he's like the heart tells him, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the wormy heart. But he goes to the CDC or the hospital where all the bodies are. This is in the book. He goes in. He pretends to be a relative of one of the victims yep. and then starts to try to kill or, or destroy the bodies. Yeah. And they he runs away and then he gets caught and arrested. Yeah. Okay, that's illegal. Yeah, that's totally illegal. In the show, he just bothers Ephraim and he gets arrested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ephraim's like, yeah, put him in jail. Yeah, he's like, hey, yeah. Ephraim's just like blowing him off. Yeah. And like Jim, Sean Astin, yeah. is like, you should talk to him. Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't have time to talk to him. He's like, and Jim works with yeah. Ephraim. They're in the he's like, no, together. he has really important information he, about this outbreak. You're going to want to listen to what and this guy has to say. And the first thing Filch says is, I've seen this outbreak before. Well, you would think that would be interesting news for Ephraim. No, no he's not like, at all. He's like, no, I don't believe you. So I'm just going to walk over here. Yeah, yeah. And he's I like, don't have time for this. And then he's like, did you find the coffin yet? Which they had found this weird yeah. coffin. Yeah. And he's like, arrest this man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this guy's got information. Sean yeah. freaking Samwise Gamgee thinks he's worth listening to. You always listen to your Sam. Always. You always listen to your Sam. <laughs> <laughs> listen to your Sam. My God. It just didn't make, he didn't do anything illegal. Yeah. He wasn't trespassing. No. Nope. Because 
because Sean Astin had invited him in. Exactly. So he had done nothing. All he was trying I to do guess, was help. I guess Ephraim uh, brought him up on obstructing justice, maybe? I. It makes no sense. He should not be in jail. <laughs> yeah. Trying to destroy bodies in a morgue? Yes. Illegal. Yes, illegal. Trying to talk to someone, and maybe it sounds a little crazy, but he doesn't even say anything, really. Not he's illegal. He's afraid to say anything yeah. crazy. He's like, I don't want to talk about it here because you're going to think I'm crazy. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw you in jail. Yeah, that makes no sense. It makes sense. no sense. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how was he arrested? Why is he in jail now? But then, okay, so I'm going to gonna skip a little bit towards the end, too, because okay. it's kind of... Skip to the end. Skip to the end, <laughs> as we said during the show. Um, <laughs> Many times I was like, and now it ends. Oh, no, it's still going. Oh, my gosh. they had And great, now they had, it ends. Oh, no, it's still going. They actually had pretty good chapter breaks. We were like, <laughs> that's it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, they're still going. No, but, okay, what also doesn't make sense about your Sam mm-hmm. is he's like, he's this old man, and the old man's like, I have information about this. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And presumably off camera, they have a conversation yeah. about vampires. Yeah. <laughs> and Jim takes him over to Ephraim. Yeah. And he's like, you really want to talk to this guy about vampires? I promise you. <laughs> Ephraim arrests him. But we find out Jim mm-hmm. is working for Jonathan Hyde. Yeah, the so vampires. So why would he even bring him to Ephraim in the first place? No, because what we find out in this episode, not in the book, but in this episode, he's... Only offered to help Stoneheart through one incident. Right. But and that's by, getting but, the van through. But I don't think he knows they're vampires. But still bringing... Or okay. has anything to do with an he, outbreak. He knows that he has to get this object through security. Yes. That's his job. Mm-hmm. But this guy is specifically providing information that could obstruct him from doing that. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, obviously he knows that the object that they're mm-hmm. transporting has some link to the deaths on the plane. Yes. So he meets a guy who's like, I have information about the guy, people who died on the plane. Right. He's like, great. I'm going to bring you to the guy who's going to help figure this out, which is going to undermine my ability to right. do my nefarious tasks. Yeah, that's a good point. That makes no sense. Jim, our Sam, should have been like, get out of here, old man. You're crazy. Yes. He's yes. the one who should have said that. But instead, then, Jim is being super helpful and forthright about like all Sam, of this. Like a Sam. Freaking Sam. Like a Sam, even though he is a traitor, a big-time traitor. He's a big-time traitor. Like, what should have happened, mm-hmm. what would have made more sense if you wanted to condense the book mm-hmm. for the show to get Abraham in jail, right. is you should have had the old man go to Jim, and, and Jim, Jim be, be like, like go no, away. Go and then away. the guy's like, no, it's vampires. Yeah, and then and he, like, like, cuts like, off somebody's head or something. Well, then you have to go that far. Just have an old man screaming about vampires when they're trying to, like, yeah. investigate something. And then you're like, get him then out of here. And that's easily dismissible. And that's, and that's Jim getting him out of here. Yeah. He's like, who? I can't have him yeah. talking to Ephraim because he knows something. Right. You know, I, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. So... <laughs> So what else? What else did you love about it? Because we're just going all out of what we loved about the show. I have another thing I hated. <laughs> right, well, tell me about more things that you hated. I could go on all day about things I hated. <laughs> the book was just so good. But And it's by the same people. Yeah. So to me, it's mind-boggling how different these were. Exactly. I mean, I was expecting it to be different. Just, yeah. But only slightly. Yeah. Because same creators, same people involved, same basic concept. Right, right. But wildly different. Okay, and I know there's a difference between, like, audiobooks and visual medium. Yes. Like, in terms of, like, length and whatever. But the book yeah. is a crisp, like, 15 hours long. Yes. This is a 15-hour season. Yes, you what? could have just gone hour by hour. <laughs> Can you not go hour by hour? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it took me an hour to write it, so I thought it would be an hour long. <laughs> now, I mean, like, I know that doesn't exactly jive, but, like, it feels like it should. Yeah, it, it should have been slower with all the vampire stuff, but they just had that out in right. front, like, the first 30 seconds, basically. Right. yeah. And I just, I just hated it immediately from there on. Yeah. Because to me, the best part of the book was that slow outbreak yeah. of like, oh, what are these gross parasites? Well, and you don't have like, I mean, not that they've gotten to the point they're like, it's vampires yet. I feel like it's they're going to make that jump pretty quick oh, I think, yeah. at this point. Yeah. Whereas the book, it took a little bit more coaxing. I it think. took a lot more coaxing. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I hated, but it leads into something I did like. Okay. So like I said, when the in the book... <laughs> The plane lands, and some woman on the tarmac is the first one to respond. In the show, the air traffic controller is, uh-huh. like, trying to contact this plane. He's like, whatever flight, whatever, yeah. you're flying crazy, answer me, mm-hmm. answer me, answer me. Doesn't answer. Lands somehow. Yeah. Because, like, I don't understand. Did they all, everyone die when they landed or when they were uh, in no, the air? I No, I think they were all they already were the dead, and the vampire landed it. That's what I wondered. Does a vampire land in the plane? No, because when the pilot pilot's still is still alive. Then he kills them once they land? He kills the pilot once they land. Maybe. But they all died peacefully. I don't know. I'm very confused by how this death happened. And, okay, well, okay. put a pin in that. I need to talk to something about the survivors. Too. Okay. So, in the book, the tarmac lady finds it. So, in this, the f- air traffic controller is like, hey, this plane's not working, boss. Right. And the boss is like... Tries to contact can't do, and he's like, "Come on, buddy!" And I'm like, <laughs> "We're gonna check this out." I'm like, "Are air traffic controllers routinely brought out onto the freaking tarmac to investigate stuff?" In this show, they does, are. Does he not have other planes he should be watching right now? Like, why is like nerdy <laughs> air traffic controller guy being brought outside to investigate this plane? Well, and even he says, "Shouldn't we wait for like first responders?" Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he says. It's so big. It's like a house with wings. Yeah. I'm like, you I've only ever seen them on screens. <laughs> you should not be an air traffic controller. You are too in awe of airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> you have an unhealthy... Have you ever seen one before, sir? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like a house with wings. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, someone got paid to write that. Yep. <laughs> and this guy got paid to say it. No, it's a building with wings. It's like a building with wings. Was it wings. a building with wings? Yeah, I think it was a building with wings. Oh, my God. It's so dumb. But, okay, so his boss is kind of a jerk. Yes. Okay, so this is something that I do like. Okay. In the book, <laughs> the person who finds it on the tarmac, she seems likable. Okay. And she ends up dying. Yeah. And it's tragic. Yeah. This one, they got... <laughs> They did what I told them to do. You get an asshole. <laughs> and you let him die. And you let that asshole die. You know, I didn't have a problem with him. I didn't really see him as that much of a jerk. He was enough of a jerk that I didn't mind when he died. Uh, see, I didn't really see him as being too much of a jerk to die. Really? Yeah. You thought he was, like, sympathetic? No. I just, he was normal. <laughs> see, I, okay. I didn't really see him as I think bad or good. I, he, was, he was lawful neutral. He was, he was neutral. neutral. Oh, wait, lawful neutral wouldn't make sense. But anyway. Um... But, like, I guess in the book, she was more sympathetic. She was afraid. And you were in her head. And she's right. like, this isn't right. I'm freaked out by this. Well, yeah, like all the cats. With all the cats. Yeah. Maybe that's why you had the dream about the vampire Maybe cats. that's why I had a dream about vampire Yeah, yeah. I figured it out. Yeah, you figured it out. Because the cats were weird. <laughs> the cats were weird. Yeah. But in this, he's more of a, well, let's say he's not less sympathetic, but he's more of a hard ass. He's Okay. He's like a your hard ass boss. So he's not as upsetting. I don't know. I were you upset have... when he died? 
Not really. Exactly. That's but, what I'm saying. I don't really get upset when fictional characters die. <laughs> well, this, this is, our, this is our, a recreation of us watching him die. So this massive shroud comes up. I, I was like, ugh, those sheets look hard to move in. The hard to move in looks stiff and gross. Yeah. And a, a freaking boa constrictor comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Uh, yes. Latches it was this gross. Neck, which then has a little parasite that wriggles. It's yeah. So cute. Oh, my God. Gets to his blood. And then he snaps the guy's neck and you're like, whoa, that was brutal. And then, and then he, he starts like smashing the guy's why? face in. Why? Yeah. And the entire time that was happening, I was like, Why? Why are you doing this? He's dead. Why? Why are you mass smashing his face? And now I get it. Oh, you do? I do. He doesn't want him to be a vampire. So he was destroying, oh, destroying the, the head. head. Why didn't he want him to be a vampire? Well, that actually brings me back to my other point. Well, because he chose four survivors. In the book, were they specifically chosen, though? Yes, they yes. Were, I don't remember them Yes, they were specifically chosen. chosen. Why were they specifically chosen? Um, Because they had the, the most uh, contacts physically. Oh, because a rock star, he's going to have, like, because yes. in the book, he's, he's like, He's going to do every group, single woman. Groupie, yeah. until his penis falls off, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and you want it to fall off. Yeah. You're, you'll be cheering for it. Mm-hmm. So I get excited when it falls off. And then uh, Lus... Joan Lus, Lus is, is a, a lawyer, lawyer like she, she's a hard, hardcore lawyer. Yeah, and she lives in an affluent area. And I think they really want her to be with Stoneheart as well. Oh, uh, you think so? So I think there's like higher levels of vampirism. You've okay. got your gross, sloppy ones that are just going to spread sloppy disease. Sloppy vampires. Yeah. You've got the gross ones that are just going to spread disease and, and kill mm-hmm. most people because mm-hmm. they just want them gone. But then you've got your higher level vampires that are more powerful. Gotcha. Yeah. Now gotcha. the pilot, I still haven't figured out why he's alive, or the dude with the weird paranoid wife. Who was the nerdy guy? What nerdy guy? There was like the force. There was like ten nerdy guys. They all looked exactly the same. Yeah, they all did. They're all scrawny, wearing glasses, <laughs> and curly hair. <laughs> they all looked exactly they the really same. They did look the same. Okay, so we have Bolivar. Mm-hmm. We have Lus. Uh huh. We have the guy with the wife that really wasn't dealt with. Yeah. And, you got the pilot, and then you had another guy. No, we didn't have an. No, the other guy with the glasses is the little girl's dad. No, he wasn't. Yeah. No, because yeah. he goes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. are nerdy, nerdy guy blind. <laughs> there were way too many nerdy guys. In I this. agree that he looked a lot like it, but why would she kill him if she was if he was already a vampire? Who so, was killing who? The little girl. The little girl didn't kill her dad. Yeah, she did. What do you think? They're just hugging? Yeah, they're just hugging. She's not <laughs> ready to kill him yet. That's no. not going to happen until the next episode. Okay, you missed a big problem I had with this. <laughs> so Ephraim is sent out on his own. Yes. Poor little Ephraim from Goodweather <laughs> is sent out to deal with the press who are all crying. <laughs> like, crying. And I'm like. Well, that's because uh, they're supposed to only be. Um, families of loved ones there. Uh, and this other dude uh, called in the press. Oh, so that wasn't the press that was crying? No. Those oh. were parents and stuff. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was making fun. I'm like, why is this reporter like No. The, the, report, the reporter, and I put him in quotes, who hit him is the little girl's father. Right. So he's not a vampire. He wasn't a survivor on the plane. Right. But there was a survivor on the plane who looked like a nerdy guy with That's, glasses. Okay, the nerdy guy with the glasses who's a survivor on the plane is the husband to the weird wife. No, there's another guy. No, there's not. That's the guy? Yes. That's See? the guy. Yes. Okay. I liked how the father of the little girl. <laughs> You're well, a nerdy guy blind. 
Don't talk to me about it. <laughs> I, I like the father of the little girl who Jaws slaps Ephraim. Yeah. Brought an 8 by 10 picture framed. Yeah. He's like, look at her. Look at her. I don't keep one in my wallet or, <laughs> or on my, my phone. phone. I, mean, this is I really... have to bring a huge desktop picture frame. <laughs> it's like you took it off the wall. I'm like, where did you even hold that? <laughs> in my jacket pocket. Guess what else I'm holding in here. <laughs> a huge picture. I mean... That wouldn't be my first choice. No. I have pictures of my kids on the phone. I yeah, we have phone. like a gajillion That's million all the of pictures them. on my phone. I'd be like, look, it's a slideshow of my kid. You see it? You yeah, see it? It was just so weird to be like, it's like a, it was freaking like Target brand yeah, <laughs> frame. It's like, look at her. It's great. I mean, don't like kids dying. No. She's a vampire. She's, she's not, really not dead, dead anyway. <laughs> so I don't even know if we're making any sense with what's going we're on. We're really not. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I liked. I I didn't like anything with his divorce with his wife. I thought no. that was stupid. Oh, she's the worst. I have the same complaint in the show that mm-hmm. I had in the uh, the book. Yes. Except, but both of them make him look worse. Oh no, no, <laughs> I mean the mo- the TV show makes him look worse. Yeah. Somehow, but like they both are like, they're mad at him. Because he does his job at the CDC and prevents outbreaks like coronavirus. She's like, why can't you just come home? It's like, I- I'm trying I'm... to keep a pandemic from happening. There are vampires, lady. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but you, you were late for dinner and it was cold. Or so, you know, it's like, yeah. It's like, he, okay. And then, and then she's like going out with this guy who's like a manager of Sears or whatever. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But it's like. He's he, he gets straight A's at his job too, but at least he's present for us. And it's not like you fall into a job no. at the CDC. No, you so studied it's not like for she, that. Yeah, so it's not like when they met, she didn't know he was either yeah. in the CDC yeah. or studying or trying to become a exactly. CDC agent. And he's like the head of the CDC branch in New York, so clearly he has a super important job yeah. that she knew about previously. Well, and they don't even say this in the book, but in the show, he's late for this uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Is this a marriage counseling or is it a lawyer? No, Which it's one? not. It's, it's a child custody. It's a child custody thing. Mm-hmm. That woman who's in charge of the child custody that's not his wife, yeah. she clearly does not like him. No, clearly. <laughs> She's already like, she I'm taking not, your child away regardless. She is not impartial. And they're like, you're late again. And he's like, I'm sorry, there was a hauntivirus outbreak yeah. over at a school over on yeah. in, in Queens. And they're like, no excuse. <laughs> you lose full custody of your child because yeah. you can't be present. He's like, I just saved effing lives today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was like, you guys have nose ground to stand on. Yeah. Like, none. I mean, what are you talking about? Maybe back in the day, they thought that was a good reason to cut somebody out. But after COVID-19, it is not a good reason. Oh, and he also has the power in this, and I should research it, to do mandatory quarantines. The CDC has that power, yeah. Why isn't they? Why aren't they doing a mandatory quarantine? Now? Uh, because it has to be more localized. Oh, gotcha. Like if if they know that this airport, yeah, is contaminated, they're going to uh, shut it down okay. and close it up. I gotcha. They uh, don't need government approval. Oh, gotcha. That's their emergency superpower. <laughs> I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also like that the CDC guy. Maybe this is why he wasn't president at home. Was also an expert at wood carving and antiques. Yeah, yeah. he was like, hey. This is made of wood. About, oh, maybe 2,000 years ago? Wasn't made by a machine. That's hand carved. Yeah, that's hand carved. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you know this? (laughs) He's like, 
He knew so much. He knew so much about this wood antique. I feel like he might be an interesting spouse. He has a lot of interesting things to say. And she's like, I don't want to hear about you saving lives from a pandemic today. Why weren't you there for me? Why weren't you there for me to watch The Bachelor? <laughs> she was the worst. Like, and then she says, like, I love you, but, like, I can't be with you. Or, yeah, like, I don't even know what she was even saying. I still love sense. you. Well, then why have you moved in with Matt? <laughs> Matt. Uh, Matt, the Sears, Sears guy. Manager. <laughs> it made no sense to me. Uh, a couple, this is a kind of nitpicky thing, too, but it's like a, a weird thing, like I've never noticed before. Mm-hmm. How come in when people are driving in parking garages, even when they're driving at a reasonable speed, they their tires squeal? Tires squeal. T- <laughs> Gus is driving out of there, and it's like freaking Tokyo drift. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's trying. And to, he's like, going like five miles an hour. Yeah, he's clearly going five miles an hour, and he's not trying to draw attention. Yeah. He's not being chased. No. <laughs> but somehow his tires are squealing. But the sound editors or the yeah. sound design is like, oh, he'd be squealing them tires. <laughs> he's just not using that brake at all. No idea. Oh, my God. There's so much weird crap that just happens in this show. Yeah, because it is an hour and 15 minutes long. But, like, they didn't... For one episode. But they didn't edit out anything stupid. Anything no, stupid that came into their head, they put it in there. Yeah, instead of getting rid of it. Yes. Like, they have filters in jail. Mm-hmm. He has his concentration camp tattoo yeah. on his arm. And some dummy's like, hey, what's that tattoo? The guy's like 50 years old. He's like, you've never heard <laughs> uh, of You know all about the concentration camp tattoos. He's like, that's a pretty dope tattoo, man. How'd you what's get it? What's it mean? What's those numbers mean? He's like, something to me. Who has not heard of that? A Who does not know about this, especially a grown-ass man? A grown-ass man. Like, it would be one thing if it was, like, a 10-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, saying, like, hey, where'd you get those numbers? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And then, okay, then we get to the mortician. I had so many problems with the mortician mm-hmm. because in the book, it is such a scarier way that he dies. It, it is, is a terrifying weird. way Scarier. that he dies. So This when, had Neil Diamond, though. Yeah. But in the book, so I'll set it up. In the book, um, he finds one of the parasites inside of a dead body. Just one. Yeah. In the show, there's like a gajillion. Yeah. And it, but and there's it, only one in this. And, and, he, very... and so he's going to like analyze it and stuff. And he um, hears some a thump, thump on the morgue door. Right. He's like, oh, that's weird. And he hears another thump on the morgue door. And he accidentally knocks all over the parasitic petri the one, dish. The one parasite. The one that he had. And it goes down into the sink and into the pipes. And, of course, we're all like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's in the reservoir. Yeah, exactly. And then he hears another thump. Mm-hmm. And then another thump. He's like, okay, what's, what's happening here? I'm going to check on this. So then he opens up the morgue door. That's the end of the chapter, and that's all you hear about the mortician. Right. You don't see him die. You don't know how he died, but you know he walked in there to a whole bunch of gross, goopy vampires. In fact, a lot of the deaths in the book mm-hmm. aren't graphic. No, they're not. It cuts not. away from mm-hmm. a lot. Like, the little girl who kills her father with yeah. the 8x10 photo, <laughs> like, she's just sitting over his bed. Like, again, mm-hmm. she, he's like, oh, my God, my daughter is back. Great. Yeah. This is fantastic. But she, like, is just by his bed, and then it says, like, and then she opened her mouth. Yeah. And then it cuts to the next yeah. scene. And so you're like, oh, he's screwed. Yep. You know, like. That's what I loved about the deaths in the book is they were completely off the page, and it left so much more to the imagination, and it was far scarier. And this one, watching the mortician die, you're like, oh, give me a break. He's well, just, he does... like, swarmed by these goopy vampires, well, and there's worms everywhere. Well, well, go back a little further. First of all, he's doing his, like, 
his assessment of the situation. With Neil Diamond playing in the so background. So when you brought this up. And I was like, you have to record an autopsy as you're performing it. And there's Neil Diamond music playing <laughs> in the background. The background like, Is this legit? Yeah. Caroline. Can you get away with that <laughs> while you're recording these autopsies? They're like, this is not very professional, Ed. No. <laughs> You need to turn down the exactly. Neil Diamond. At least have them on earbuds. At mm-hmm. least, and then earbuds are scarier because then something could be behind you and you don't even know it. Exactly. But instead, he's blaring "Sweet Caroline." Oh my god! And then he had mo- removed a heart, and he's like, "Wow, this heart's like a new heart." It's yeah. Weird. And he puts it in the little bucket that they mm-hmm. put heart like when you're when you're weighing uh, organs, weighing the organs, mm-hmm. and the 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 bucket. <laughs> it's not a bucket. Starts to like shake. Jiggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he walks over, and the heart. You can is call a, it a pan. You pan, yeah. yeah. And it starts wriggling. The heart starts wriggling, which is not the same as a wiggle. Wiggles are cute. Wriggling's gross. Wriggling's gross. There's a WR and a WI. <laughs> yeah. That R is a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> but he pick, he's like, wow, that's weird. That dead heart is moving. Maybe I should pick it up. <laughs> yeah, he picks it up. And he's like, let me look at this. Oh, look, it's covered in worms. This Instead mother- of putting it down, he's like, oh, my God, it's all over my face now. <laughs> this dude is supposedly a professional. Not at all. Not, Not at, at all. all. And, I mean, it was gross when the little fluky yeah. worms were going into his skin and stuff yeah. like that. And there's a scene similar to that in the book with someone mm-hmm. else. But, like, that was gross. Mm-hmm. But then, like, all the vampires are, like, Meanwhile, just they standing just, behind They just him. stand up and are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat you now. And they look kind of lame. Yeah. Like, they look. Like, just people in makeup, yeah. really. Like, they don't <laughs> yeah. look scary at nope. all. It looks silly. No. Nope. And then he gets et. And, yeah. they, and they even eat him in, like, it was like a music video, like, vampire attack. Like, yeah. Cha-cha! Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like I hated his death scene. It was so much better in the book. It's so much scarier. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, and that's kind of how I ended up with this show. Is like, it's amazing how, on, like, a long-form television show like this, mm-hmm. they have more freedom yeah. but they like made cuts that just didn't make sense and then they sense. added things that didn't make sense like the UV light looking at his like ammonia pee trail yeah or whatever the hell it was apparently he just pees all he over just the place he secretes it like a, like a shark and so I was skin. like well why didn't they use that UV light on the dirt where they found the worms yes why didn't they use that on the coffin there's a huge coffin full of dirt why yeah. aren't you using that UV light on there I mean can, does UV light not work on dirt there's is that like, it I, I don't know. That can't be right. <laughs> but there's like a severe lack of curiosity mm. from our people who are investigating these things. Yes. <laughs> they just don't care. They're like, hmm, that's weird. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just doesn't, I don't even know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. What, what do you want to do? Uh, do you want to see what other people said? Or do you want to talk about what we think like about the show, like in terms of should it go uh... Or do you have something else you want to mention about the show? No, I don't really have anything else I want to mention other than his wig wasn't on very well. Oh, bring that up. That's important, <laughs> informa- that's important information. All right, so Bolivar, he's this fake rocker who's acting like Marilyn Manson yep. or whatever and super popular for it, apparently. Yeah. And he's like... Well, like 15 years too late, too, oh, by the way. Yeah, oh my God, nobody's <laughs> into that. Okay, we haven't been since like 98. <laughs> well, <Ooh>. nobody. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I wasn't even into that I in 98. Into that in 98. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. Not that I have anything against goths. They're totally fine. Well, he's not goth. But he's not. He's a poser. Yeah, he's a poser. And so anyway, 
Yeah, he's he's talking to Ephraim, and Ephraim's like, so what's all those demonic symbols of tattoos all over your body? And he's like, what? My dad's a Baptist minister. I'm only in it for the putty. And then he, like, rips off his wig. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you can't be having really good sex if your wig comes off that easily. Yeah. Because in the book, he's like, it's all about the image. So even when he's, like, really sick and really pale, he's still doing his hair and makeup. Right, yeah. So I'm like, well, why is he wearing this wig that just tears off so easily? And if he has a wig, okay, if you have a wig. And this wig is really long. So even during sex, it's going to be, like, caught on something. Well, okay. If you have long hair, it gets caught on something. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's dig. It always gets caught on something. Let's dig. (laughs) Let's dig into this wig situation. Wig situation, yes. I really want to get into this. Okay. 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 So he's saying it's all for image. Yes. So, well, then grow out your hair, bro. Grow out your hair. Unless... Or, you, unless or if your hair can't even grow out that long that fast, get in some extensions. Those suckers are braided in there pretty tight. Well, well, here's the thing. It sounds to me like... Yeah, a wig exactly. that you just easily swipe off? Like like a Halloween store wig. That's exactly what he was wearing, a Halloween store wig. But it's like, okay, so if you're just going with a wig rather than just growing out your hair, mm-hmm. then you're getting permanent tattoos, though. Yeah. And also, yeah. if, if you're getting... The fake wig that tells mm-hmm. me that once in a while you want your anonymity. Yeah. Like sometimes I don't want to be Bolivar. But then, yeah. But this guy but is all going, about himself. But then you're going around like that. So if you want to go, yeah. if you want people to recognize you as you, mm-hmm. and you're showing your mm-hmm. album cover to the flight yes. attendant, then just grow out your dumb like, hair. Yeah. Why are you wearing a wig? It does not make any sense. It was only there just for that one line to be like, mm-hmm. no, I'm only in it for uh, to get laid. I'm yeah. not here to. I'm not actually into demonology or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, then. This is stupid. Then this is stupid. It, it was more of a criticism of, like, yeah. Marilyn Manson. Yes. Like, hey, he's a phony. Yeah. You know, like, but this isn't the way to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I I didn't get it. Yeah. It's just that he has really boring sex because he wears a wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah cause, oh, because he or, never takes off that image. Or really exciting sex because, like, you could be having sex and the woman rips off his hair. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm out of here. <laughs> Maybe that's what he likes then. So, okay, I got two uh-huh. reviews. Uh-huh. As always, I try to, try to, oh, wait, no, I got a lot more than that. I got four reviews. Today. Excellent. Let's go through them. So, the first one is. How would you have sex without removing a wig? Like, it, would you guys have to be, like, three feet apart? <laughs> like, how? Don't how, touch my hair. How is this happening? It's very crucial that you don't touch my hair. <laughs> how is this happening? How is this spatial distance here happening with the sex? I'm having a really hard time <laughs> imagining this. Right, yeah. Creating this scene in my head. <laughs> so I tried to get I tried to get a little bit of everything in terms of uh, these reviews. Okay. So the first one is how the f is this crap rating 8.3? I agree. This is by Darren J3, and this is August 2014. So like a month after. No, it's this Darren J, but on the third of August 2014. Oh right, my bad. You've been adding lots of numbers to people's usernames. I like to think of them as androids. <laughs> so we are spoilt. Ooh, spoilt. Spoilt now on the small screen with great writers delivering extraordinary dialogue, A-list actors weaving their magic. Okay. And. Sh- Shot hot. Shot hot directors pulling it all together in series such as Fargo, True Blood, or or, sorry, True Detective, and Breaking Bad. And then there's this crap. (laughs) Written by children. What? Acted by amateurs. Wow. And directed by money-hungry morons (laughs) who know little of the crap. Wow. Okay, calm down now. (laughs) Darren's got passion. Calm down. If this makes a second season... 
I no longer want to live on this planet. When was planet. this planet? So it was written in 2014, and he does no longer wants to live on the planet then? Yeah. Then? In 2014? Life Those were the pair. good old days. Those were halcyon days, my man. <laughs> Those were good days. And you have no idea what you're talking you're about. You're throwing it all away for the strain? For the strain. That's crazy. Wow. Okay, continue reading. It's been said in other reviews, but holes in the plot as big as the Grand Canyon are so apparent. Plan lands dead on a tarmac. The two first people there are ATC, and one remarks that the plane looks so much bigger and <laughs> so much larger in real life. At what time of day did the writers come up with that? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you, Dan. I, I'm not willing to give up just yet on the planet, right. but <laughs> I'm guessing around 10.30 p.m. after pizzas, cheap beer, and several joints were passed around. Or could that have been after their bedtimes? Oh, my God. Maybe their teddy bears magically Does came to life. Does he not know who Guillermo del Toro is? <laughs> I guess not. Okay. And got involved. Who can say? I could write a novel, but I'd rather he didn't. Yeah, but uh, they already did that, dude. But Maybe you should it. read the novel. I think that's why I got this one, because I was like, well, then write a freaking novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do better if you're so much better. Yeah, exactly. Don't yeah. just sit here exactly like us. Like us. <laughs> There's so much confusion here. How did this get sold to the studio? How do the writers come to an agreement that what they deliver is not laughable? How do the actors deliver the lines without wanting to throw up into their mouths? How do the countless number of morons who have rated this so high and give great reviews tie their own shoelaces? Wow. That's intense. That's really good, though. Isn't it? That's intense. This guy, I, this guy acts like the strain killed his mother. <laughs> My God. She couldn't handle it. (laughs) Too many worms. Okay. Terrible acting, terrible writing, boring, and a strain strain to watch. (laughs) This is from James G. He looks like he might be a Russian bot with all the numbers after that. Yeah. He says, uh, firstly, I watched the first few episodes. Oh, we might. I can give him a Russian act. Firstly, I watched the first few episodes and kept hoping it improved. (laughs) But nope, it didn't. (laughs) Now I'm in too deep to stop. That's well, then that means you enjoy it, my this dear. This guy has to be Russian because this all makes sense. I'm reading it verbatim. <laughs> Eleven episodes watched. Felt so strongly I had to register and warn all of you good people. But why did you keep watching? Terrible acting, even the worst writing. <laughs> Old man Strickerian is the only character... I could say his name so much better with this accent, huh? Such a Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Is the only character with an ounce of acting skill. The main character, Ephraim, is devoid of any acting skills and is just an unlikable, despicable character. Sure. I thought he was fine. He's fine. He's neither good nor bad. He's blue jacket. He's fine. The terrible, good, awful. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Awful. They're all off. (laughs) <laughs> but like like the, the leftovers of a uh, from like butcher shops. Yes. Awful, awful. God awful, unnecessary, long flashbacks. There are flashbacks? Not yet. We haven't seen them yet. See, I think it should have started with the flashback. Like I said that mm. earlier. Why oh why? Does any of character or does any of writers watch these back? Writing is bad. Regurgitated and lazy. <laughs> the only decent thing about the program is the graphics are pretty good. <laughs> Please don't waste your life. This is all caps. Please don't waste your life on this garbage. Watch one episode if you have to. Like if you're under duress. <laughs> With and, a gun to your head. And never watch it again. You'll thank me. 
Well, why did he keep watching then? That's what I wondered. Like, you kept watching it. You kept watching it. People can't take their own advice sometimes. No. It's like when, like, psychologists, like, their kids are, like, more yeah. effed up than, like, other <laughs> kids. Patients. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have got some positive stuff. Okay. A good, solid show with ending and everything. Oh, there's an ending. There's an ending to nice. this. There's, like, 20 of them in this episode. Wow. Finally, a show that is in its system. Huh? What? <laughs> I don't get it. Genre, maybe? Mm. Sometimes people just write stuff. Yeah. Uh, and this is by Pia Krongvist, if you want to, like, make fun of her. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a show that is in its system, logically build, has a true ending, and kills off the right characters. Really? Give it a shot. I didn't really see, like... Well, she's, she's not talking about just this episode. She watched it all the way to the end. Okay. So who do you think that... With a true ending. What is the video game like? Like you only get the true ending if yeah. you like befriend all your, right. your companions. You have to befriend all your companions in order to get the true ending. Yeah. But like, who do you think? Who do you think they kill off at the end then? Just well, I, I'm assuming she wants the lawyer woman killed because the lawyer woman's such a bitch. Oh, I was thinking more long term because she wrote this in February 2019, just a year ago after the show ended. Oh. There's like four seasons of this. So who do you there think? are four seasons? Four seasons. How do you stretch this out into four seasons? <laughs> well, they have three books. Oh, my God. And then they did a season for each book, and then they did one for fun. Wait, okay. So they have four seasons uh-huh. and three books, uh-huh. and yet they took like... 15 minutes to jump into vampires in this That's first when, episode. Yeah, yeah. This could have been so much slower and better. Like, they didn't have... Like, like, it's not every day that I'm like, let's slow it all down. Right, let's, right. let's take our time with this. But this needed that slow burn. Like, I think, That's what made it great. I think it would be so much better to, like again, have faith in your mm-hmm. audience that they'll stick with you. Be yeah. moody and creepy and, and, yeah. and get the atmosphere right yes. rather than just kind of throw us into shrouded vampires. Here's character. a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't even want to see him. Yeah, I didn't either. So, like, once you see him and he's, like, wiggling down that... Oh, God, it was hilarious. Was cute, it was I was wiggling. laughing. He wasn't I was wiggling. <laughs> I was busting out laughing watching right. that. Here's... And I should not be laughing during the strain because that book is scary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's the last review I have. Okay. It's from Fufas. Uh, it was written in October 2016, so about two seasons into this. Okay. Even better than Walking Dead... Yeah. Must see for zombies slash vampires fan. I really like the zombies genre. Okay. <laughs> but in general, watching zombies is more suited for a big budget movie rather than a TV show. I don't know. There's lots of zombie TV shows. Tons of them. There's tons of them. In fact, we've got a new one called Zomboat. Zomboat. Yeah, yeah we were yeah. thinking about that one. Thinking about that one. Thinking real hard on that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, you want more action? Rather unnecessary dialogues? So how do you make a decent TV show and fill 45 minutes? Well, this was an hour or something. Yeah, this and was an hour and 12 it. minutes. Uh, that is why The Strain is a masterpiece of its kind. Wow. On every episode, it has the proper balance between action and dialogues. Mm. <laughs> and on top of this is have amazing flashbacks that shed light on the main characters. Mm. On the contrary, Walking Dead, there was no comma there, so I'm not reading it, (laughs) is filled more with unnecessary soap opera dialogues and way too less action that makes it boring. Okay. Z Nation is way too low budget with many gaps in the scenario. Okay. So so what's the scenario? (laughs) (laughs) The Strain also combines elements from both zombies slash vampires and Guillermo del Toro as a producer guarantees that one. Does that make sense? I'm not, I'm not sure what that is. No. I, I'm, I'm seeing the people who like it 
have a lot of trouble writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you really like, if you really like Blade Two. No, the second Blade, but not the first. No. Okay. Well, I guess that's uh, GDT. He did that one. Oh, okay. Didn't do the first one. Blade Two, Hellboy, Twenty Eight Days Later. He didn't do Twenty Eight Days Later though, so this doesn't make sense. Okay. Twenty Eight Days Later. That is a must see. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay. Anyway, okay, then. So, okay. Okay. So our thoughts. Do you think this show should go to series? No. I don't think so. No. How many more are you going to watch? None. 20. None. I'm going to watch it to the end. None. You I, are? I think I might. Will you? I didn't like it, but I didn't like it in a way that I like things I don't so like. So you're going to waste your time hate watching. I didn't hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I find it funny. I think it's full of bad decisions. I don't think it's supposed to be funny, though. But I'm getting joy out of it. Okay, well, if you get joy out of it, then you should probably watch it. Yeah. The same way I get joy out of Sharktopus movies and stuff. Right, it, yeah. that's how I feel about it. They're terrible, but I like watching them. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's how I feel about this. It. not okay. scary. It's stupid. Right. But I kind of am like, okay, let's see this. Hmm where this goes like I don't know but could I make it four seasons that's mm. the question I could see myself maybe getting through the first season and I don't like, really okay, know what storyline they're gonna be they're gonna have for the rest of it well it's gotta be whatever the second and third books are you got two other books I know and what is uh, what are those oh, you don't, oh you don't even know what the t- you're saying no, yeah, because it's like well what what is even the point of those well I think if I'm right I think doesn't it go to like a world where there are vampires just, like, and, like, people trying to survive. Like, it's kind of like The Road or it's, like, a dystopia. Okay. So, like, so, you know, there's going to be flaming trash cans. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. Right. Maybe that's why I want to keep watching it. Okay, then. Know. But, like, okay, as a producer, mm-hmm. I don't know if I go to series on it. Like, <laughs> personally, this is a weird this Well, is a then weird why don't you say, okay, you, you get one season? And if the fans want more, then you can make more. Yeah, I would only lock you into one season. Yeah. But I don't know what FX really does. I don't either. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's an FX show. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe they don't have a lot of stuff to work with? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what do they got going on? So. Okay. So, yeah. So uh, it's hard. I'm hard-pressed to say go to series because I don't think it's good. Right. But I also recognize the fact that I will probably keep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Without me. Yeah, without you can you. watch it by yourself. Yeah, but like I think there's certain people like me who would watch it. I just don't know if there's enough people like me who would watch it mm. to warrant it continuing. Right. Well, that one reviewer who hated it kept watching. He kept watching it. Yeah. He wanted. Wait, that wasn't the guy who wanted the end of the world though. No. Twenty thousand fourteen. No. Wow. Twenty fourteen. And twenty thousand fourteen. Twenty thousand fourteen. Wow. Whew. You should just wait to see what it's like then. <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all dead by then. So. We're, we're all dead. We'll just have to, unless there's vampires. Uh, well, are they immortal though? Yeah, because he was born in eighteen hundred something. Yeah, but if all the animals are dead, if all the people are dead, yeah, that's, well, yeah, you, that's when you have to really get like a, a good system of uh, of, ag- of cattle. If cattle, yeah, uh. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. 
So we'll see y'all in 2014 and see how it goes. <laughs> if we're vampires and not cattle. Or before then, piloting the pilots releases each Tuesday. They can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or at our email. I cannot see beyond this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> the microphone is huge. It is. Okay, normally I can see it. Will you scroll up just a bit? <laughs> Wait, I can't scroll up. Oh, as God. As it okay. Yeah, so I'm going to read from this direction, and it's going to sound weird. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or at our email address, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And now, I would like to say that we did hear from Cam from Japan, uh-huh. and he did give us an animal. Uh, it was a couple of notes on Sharktopus. Okay. He, he had a dugong Ooh. and a gorilla to make a dugong. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Sharktopus versus Dukong. That would be good. <laughs> and, and does and, the manatee just like slam on people? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, manatees are my favorite animal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so he said that. And he also had a, a, a note about Nurse Betty. Uh-huh. And he feels that Nurse Betty, uh-huh. the reason why she was so kind of exhibitionist in the way she uh-huh. was dressed was because she was an anti-aging patient. And Dr. Sexy German had made oh. her into like this sexy thing. But what he did bring up, and I agree with, mm-hmm. is that doesn't make sense why she would so easily kill Dr. Sexy German, would kill Nurse Betty. Yeah. Like, just throw her away. Because yeah. like, obviously she would be like her, you know, prime experiment. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That would be like she should put her out on the street. Hmm. Well, not like that, but like just like, look what I can do for you. Right. You could look like Nurse Betty. Well, I guess because she thought her whale wolf experiment was a bigger deal than anti-aging. How do you monetize a whale wolf? Um, well, apparently you just give it to the pound. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next week, speaking of zombies, we will be watching the AMC show Fear of the Walking Dead, which I have not seen. I haven't either. So, I have seen some of The Walking Dead. Did not, oh, I don't still really on. know much about it. Well, that'll be fun. Okay. So, that's what we're going to do. So, we'll see you next week for Fear of the Walking Dead. All right. Bye. Bye.